Jenna. And this is Noelle. And you're listening to More Than Murder, where we delve into everything eerie with a side of true crime. More Than Murder is not your typical true crime podcast. Join us on a weekly tour through the haunted, the bloody, the creepy, and the nutty <laughs> on our Freaky Fridays. Hello and welcome back, listeners. Yes, hello, hello, hello. I'm waving and you can't see. No. <laughs> How are you today, Noelle? I am good. It is a beautiful morning. It is not too hot and not no. too cold just yet. So yes, it's good. I'm yeah. gonna get my suntan lotion on later and mow the lawn. Yeah, get perfect. Done. I'm excited. <laughs> yes. Yep. No rain. No rain. No, no. rain. Opposite rain dance. <laughs> the weather changed, but that's just maybe Deansville. It it changes every five minutes. Yes, it does. It's gonna rain. Oh no, it's sunny. Oh no, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's snowing. <sighs> yeah. Oh no, it's snowing. Please no. <laughs> Oh, no, so no. for today's episode, we're going into sort of a different topic. Yay! Yes. It's our first actual nutty episode. Yes, we haven't really delved into it, but it's time for a cult. Yes. Yes. I know. I myself is—I've always been interested in cults. Yeah. Watching the documentaries yep. with my mom, Jonestown, the Manson family, Same. even the so, Church of Scientology. I'm still working through that. that yes. That thing. And like next. Nexium is yep. the newer one. Yep. Like just anything, I'm like devour it. So thanks, mom. Seriously, <laughs> thank you. I do want to put a trigger warning at the top. This particular story ends very tragically. So due to graphic content involving suicide, listener discretion is advised. Okay. Now this particular cult is not well known in my brain. Mm-hmm. I know. Like some others where I can tell you, you know, every little yeah. thing about every little thing. And once I started researching it, you know, I was like, oh, okay. You know, this is a lot more than I even thought it was. Yeah. I knew about the tragedy at the end. Uh-huh. I knew that was going to be happening. But, yeah, if you're like oh, me. Nitty gritty. I know. And, yeah, if you're like me and you want to learn more, strap in. Because we're talking about an alien UFO cult. Wow. Did that grab your attention? That sounds like my kind of call, honestly. Like, yeah, we'll get into it. We probably um, would have joined this motherfucking call. Uh, yeah, just the title. And I'm like, um, that sounds like a call I want to join. Back in the 70s, the New Age movement, everyone's uh, trying new things. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully I would have been one of the ones to, like, get out. Yeah, before the end, yeah. Yes. But, but... Just enjoy the ride. (laughs) Fuck. Okay, so to start off, I want to discuss our two key players. The twisted minds behind the religious movement known as Heaven's Gate. Okay. So it was religious, but it was also alien-based. Yeah, we'll get into... interesting. ...the different things that kind of, you know, spawned it and inspired it. All right. Yeah. So... This main section, my main source was Wikipedia. They each have their own Wikipedia pages, so it's really nice. And I was like, okay, I'm going with that. And then I ended up using um, the main guy, Marshall Applewhite. I ended up using his for, like, pretty much the whole episode because it had so much information. It went through the whole timeline. It was pretty great. So, yeah, sources. You can I find got, them on the website. I got to wonder if this is Marshall Marshall's real last name. Applewhite? Yeah. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Applewhite. Yeah, okay. his, yeah, Applewhite. And, um, well, I typed Applegate 13 I'm times. honestly checking the blog right now because I feel like I wrote Applegate. Yeah, it's like, I just wanted to write Applegate for some reason. It's yeah. Applewhite. Yeah, Applewhite. And apparently a lot of people close to him called him Hearth. Oh, okay. 
And then they also have like a myriad of nicknames, which we'll fucking get into that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so enter stage left. Like we just said, a Marshall Applewhite. He was born in Texas on May 17th, 1931. Okay. Don't know how I feel about his birthday being so damn close to mine. What? Oh, 17th to the 19th. I'm like April 30 or 31. What? <laughs> 1931. That's not close uh, to your birthday at all. Well, no. Okay. <sighs> he right. was the son of a Presbyterian minister, so religion was a strong factor in his life from early on. Okay. As a young, a young adult, he earned his bachelor's in philosophy. Okay. He then went on to enroll at Union Presbyterian, and he was going to follow in his father's footsteps and become a Presbyterian minister, or a minister of maybe another religion. I don't know, this guy. This guy. <laughs> the religion he creates. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So he marries and has two children before deciding that minister life just isn't going to be for him. He has other passions that he wants to pursue. So he decides to follow his passion and pursue music. He becomes the music director at a church in North Carolina, and apparently he was a very good singer. He was very charismatic, which all cult leaders are charismatic. Uh You gotta be. You gotta be. Gotta be convincing. Yeah, so that is what he was doing. But by the 1950s, there is a stint in the military. He was drafted, so it wasn't, I don't think it was something that he chose to do. But I didn't really get into that very much. Yeah. He ends up leaving. He earns um, a master's degree at the University of Colorado in music. So he's he's going to school. He's, he's following his passions. Mm-hmm. It's like normal history, kind yeah. of. You know, it's just like, oh, okay. After trying and ultimately being unsuccessful at a music career in New York City, Applewhite decides to get a teaching job at the University of Alabama. Huh. Now, during this time, Applewhite is struggling a lot with his sexuality. He's married to a woman, but he has urges and finds attraction to males. Okay. So I think he was he was identifying as a homosexual. He, he, he felt that. But, of course, with his father and his upbringing and the religion, his father's a minister. That's probably not going to go over well. Well, so I think yeah, he, but, like, the time period, too. Uh-huh. So I think he tried to, you know, stomp it down yeah. and, and do what he needed to do. So, apparently, he loses a teaching job. I think it was the Alabama teaching job um, when he pursues a male student. So, he was engaging in a relationship. It wasn't very good, and he lost his job for that. Things are still not going well because in 1965, his wife leaves him after hearing, you know, of the affair with a man. Yeah, she probably wasn't too happy about that. Mm-mm. Afterward, he moves to Houston, where he serves as a chairman on the music department at the University of St. Thomas. Okay. So he's spending a lot of time at colleges. He does very well in this position. Mm-hmm. You know, musically, he does excel very well. At this time, of course, Applewhite is still struggling with his sexuality, and he was very internally confused due to his religious background. So... He starts becoming very depressed. He's not really sure how to process or who he really is probably at this point. And he ends up leaving the university in 1970. Okay. According to the Wikipedia article, the president of the university, who once described Applewhite as a very engaging speaker, now described him as disorganized and very scattered towards the end of his employment. So he saw changes in Applewhite towards the end. 
1972, Applewhite meets an incredibly special woman, and the two forge a very strong bond. This will bring about a new religious movement and ultimately have severe consequences. And so it's so, here we go. This woman is Bonnie Lou Nettles. So we're going to get a little bit of background on her, but it doesn't go as in-depth as his. Okay. She was raised by a Baptist family, and it's said that she moved away from religion as she got into her adult years. It wasn't something that she really kept up yeah. with. She was married with four children, and she worked as a registered nurse. As you can see from the picture, that's like her nursing photo. Mm-hmm. Her marriage was pretty normal, but by the 70s, things started getting a bit rocky. Nettles had a passion for astrology and the occult. She was very interested in, um, you know, reading stars and making star charts. And she she believed in UFOs at this time and that one was going to come and scoop her up. Which is pretty much the opposite of what most, you know, Christian or Catholic religious Yes. Beliefs. And in the 70s, we have this huge new age movement coming. So a lot of people are going past religion and they're looking into different spirituality things that they can do. And this is one of them. It's said that she would attempt seances and try to communicate with spirits. My kind of lady. One spirit, that of a 19th century monk named Brother Francis, had spoken to her often. Huh. He was giving her instructions on paths to take and things to do, apparently. And... I'm not sure if maybe it was, like, about the movement a little bit, like, telling her about, like, you're kind of a messiah, you got to do this, you got to do that. So, maybe Brother Francis kind of started that needle in her head. Strange that it would be a monk that would direct her down this path. Okay. Yeah, yep, Brother Francis. (laughs) Brother Francis. Yeah. That doesn't even sound like a monk name, really, Brother Francis. (laughs) Why not? I just don't see... Francis, Francis Francis is an older name. That's true. And there are, like, I guess when I think of monk, I just think of, like, the really peaceful Tibetan monks that are, like, just, I feel like wouldn't no. be named Francis. I feel like I, I think of the hole-in-the-head royal, like, like a friar. They're or... monks, but they're, they're Christian monks. Yeah. So they live, you know... Yeah. That's funny. You think so that's what I would think, I think of. Tibetan monk. I watch a lot of historical dramas, <laughs> which involve monks and monasteries. So, yeah. So, anyway, Nettles also visited what Wiki, of course, Wikipedia, called them fortune tellers. Wiki. They had foreseen that she would meet a man who was tall, had light hair, and a fair complexion. So, I'm sure once she met Applewhite, it felt like a divine coupling, and they were meant for bigger things. The actual story of how these two met is super murky. It's contradicted in a lot of different tellings. They say that Applewhite was lying and this is how they met. So they had a bunch of different little meat cutes in my research. I'm not listing them all off. They met, okay? Mm-hmm. All that's important is the fact that when they did meet, it felt cosmic. Um- it's weird that you just said that because I was going to say it was cosmic. Uh-huh. Dude. Cosmic, yeah. I know. Bring cosmic. Cosmic. <laughs> cosmic. Come for us, UFO. We're just going to say that. We're not cosmic. Cosmic. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, t-shirt. Cosmic. So that's basically what their relationship felt like. 
Applewhite described that he felt as if he'd known Nettles for the longest time, and he even believed that they'd known each other in a past life. Okay. I'm Nettles, down with that. I know. I know, right? It's like, it's hard. <laughs> like, I'm down with, like, their, this lady and, like... The her, astrological like, yeah, spirituality of it. Me. I know it's hard. I was just going to say, this... Well, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about Lily Dale. We gotta make a trip. We definitely gotta make a trip. Oh my god, all day. Yes, okay, I'll start looking up when you leave. Yeah, okay. So, Nettles ended up giving Applewhite an astrological reading. All right. She wrote his his chart, his map, and this led him to believe that there was a higher purpose for them. They were both convinced that they were, quote, the two, and the two were mentioned in uh, the Revelations Book 11. Okay. And, or chapter 11, sorry. And it was the end time. They were the end time witnesses that were going to bring about the end of the world and, and saviors of their followers, basically. So they are known as the two very early on. So did they, they want to end the world? They didn't want to end the world. They basically, thought the end was coming. Yes, basically okay. what the book of Revelations is, is the end is coming. This is what needs to happen. It's to, like their version of the apocalypse. To save, yeah. yes. Okay. Yeah, basically. Nettles and Applewhite were now, of course, inseparable, and he believed she was his soulmate. Oh. Their relationship was strictly platonic. It was not romantic. That's so just a literal soulmate. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. That's nice. But <laughs> they felt this pull towards each other and decided that they need to travel and hold gatherings where they could teach their new ideologies. They had to go. They had to do some soul searching. They had to really figure out what they were being told okay. from higher up okay. and what their purpose was as the two. Okay? So to do this, Nettles ends up getting a divorce from her husband, and she leaves the children with him and just leaves. That's sad. We'll get into the even sadder part of that. Mm. So in 1974, the pair started printing pamphlets and ads for recruitment purposes. They stated that they represented beings from another planet known as, quote, the next level. The goal was to recruit people and basically get their word out. Yeah. I guess at the beginning, the pair went by guinea and pig. I found that a lot in my research. Do I don't they? know. I don't know where that came from. But but they'll go through a lot of different religious names throughout. And they're they're bonkers. So huh. yeah. Alright. In September of 1975, their meetings started having some traction. They were putting pamphlets in like the colleges and stores and things that literally just at the top said UFO. So a lot of people at this time are starting to believe in space and people are going to the moon and we're traveling to space and there's ufo sightings so it's Uh like oh what is this you know they're 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 intrigued by it they uh they called it the human individual metamorphosis so that was the first name of this religion movement yes him and basically the metamorphosis was you literally metamorphized into an alien being if you if you were able to renounce your human life you would metamorphize and then you would be taken up in a spacecraft and then taken to the next level okay okay so that is how the religion starts that is what the ideology is while in oregon they successfully recruit 30 followers who left their homes jobs and families 
they didn't even tell their family. So a lot of these kids were reported missing. They didn't know what happened to them. Yeah, it was basically just, you have to go. You have to, this is your human life. You just, you have to go. Wait, so wait, what happened? Rewind. What do you mean? Okay, so they, they, they did what with their kids? No. In Oregon, they successfully recruited 30 followers who left their home, jobs, and, and families to, yeah. to travel. Yeah, okay. But they didn't tell their families. Oh, okay. You said that children reported missing. I was confused. Yeah, the the parents of these kids who went missing. They yeah. didn't call their families and were like, hey, we're joining this group. They yeah. literally just went missing. So children reported their parents mi- Okay, I gotcha. I gotcha. No. Their families reported them missing. So maybe they were adults. Yeah, yeah. But they were reported missing because they just came up and miss were missing. Right. They just okay. left. So they didn't tell anybody, significant others, anything, just gone. Uh-huh. So there's news reports that show, like, you know, 20 missing, Oregon, where did they go? Jeez. Yeah, it's absolutely bonkers. They continue traveling around and doing speaking engagements, hoping to spread their word and get even more followers, of course. They also decided that this time that they would change their names to Bo and Peep. <laughs> Bo and Peep. Okay. Not sure the significance of these names. Where's the Bonnie and Clyde going to come in? That's what they went with. Oh, no. They're, they're going to choose their final name soon, and it's bonkers. So <laughs> the group ended up going up to 70 followers through these speaking engagements. Wow. And those that joined were told that in order to reach a true ascension, they must leave all earthly desires behind. Okay. This, of course, included friends, family, drugs, alcohol. They got a Marie Kondo they whole life, Their much. jobs. Yeah. Sexuality, sexual relations, all of it. What do you mean? So you just, you got to feel nothing, be nothing. We'll talk about okay. it. We'll get into it. Yep. So members could not engage in sexual relations. And, of course, we will come back to this. This is my favorite part. Members were also made to adopt new religious names, okay? Noel's laughing because we've already talked about this. I couldn't wait. So these were two-syllable names. The first part was the first three consonants, usually of a person's name, but they could choose something else if they wanted to. And then the second part of the name was always Odie, O-D-Y, okay? So, of course, I took the time to figure out what our names would have been. <laughs> so, I would be Janodi. Janodi. J-N-N-O-D-Y. Janodi. <laughs> and you, Noelle, would be Nalodi. Nalodi. N-L-L-O-D-Y. Nalodi. Nalodi. <laughs> Sean would be Shwodi. <laughs> That's hilarious. Shwody, what's up? Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, I died. So that is just crazy enough to be amazing. I just love it. If it's, you guys want to know what yours is, let us know. Write us in, and we will tell you guys all in the next episode or whatever what your guys all Yes, we'll have a little segment so of, like, our listeners' yeah. cult or names. write in and then tune in live, like, next week, I believe. Next week, our live. And yes, we'll, we'll do it on the live. Yeah, we'll do it then. Or you can even just comment on the live and be like, hey, what's mine? And then we'll figure it out real yeah. quick. Because it is a lot of fun. It's funny. If you didn't have a chance to get us on the email, then come in on the live yes. and let yes. us know. So I'll shout that email at the bottom. Uh-huh. Yeah. So these names that were given to followers were said to signify that, of course, they were children of God. Okay. Once, yeah. 
Once they felt the group was large enough, the pair stopped speaking engagements and just worked on their teachings. All right. By 1976, they changed their names as well. Oh, boy. Did they change them, like, actually change? Like, change them legally? I don't believe so, no. Okay, okay. It's just what they went by. Okay, so Nettles and Applewhite. Oh, gosh. Became Doe and Tea. Okay. It's literally Doe, a deer, a female deer, Ray, a drop of golden sun. Me, a name I call myself, uh, a long, long way to run. So it was literally because of the sound of music, I guess. Oh, wow. It was T okay. or T or Nettles' favorite movie. She uh, loved it. Really and I could see because Doe is the start. And yeah. T is kind of like the end. The end. Yeah. So, I, I I guess yeah. I guess I could see where that ideology could have come into their <laughs> teachings, but Doe and T. It's still far fetched and weird. So with T, I kind of had like when I was doing my research, I had this feeling like I should probably change my dog's nickname now because we call her TT, and I was like, I gotta like whisper this so she doesn't get freaked out. I was like. Gotta go potty tea. Yesterday while I'm recording, I'm like, no, no, my doggy's not tea. So we'll see. We'll see. Oh, so anyway, by June of the same year, they gathered all followers in Wyoming, stating that there would be a UFO visit. All right. Now, when they started, they acted as if it was imminent. It was something that was going to happen very soon. So it was very quick. We needed to join. We needed to do what we needed to do. We need to work on things. We need to renounce our, our bodily, lovely things in life. Okay. So, obviously, when they went out to Wyoming and they're standing out there, the UFO never arrived. Uh-huh. Doe and T.A. simply told everyone it was mysteriously canceled. Oh. Like, oh, no, no, it'll be a different day. Sorry. It'll Sorry be a different day. That's how it goes with the apocalypse and everything. Like, oh, it's going to be this day. Wait, no, it's this day. Oh, I read this wrong. 2012. (laughs) Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't get it. They also didn't stay in, like, one big group. A lot of the times they would break off and be in the little different groups. And Hmm. they called these star clusters. (laughs) Okay. And sometimes, like... Sometimes followers wouldn't even be with the leaders. They would just be working on themselves because it was individual metamorphosis. Right. So you had to work within yourself in order to get to that higher level and ascend. Uh-huh. So that's why it wasn't That's kind like, of similar to the Church of Scientology. Yeah, you're not just sitting there. They probably they had meetings, of course, yeah. but it wasn't always you're sitting there, you're listening to the leaders, you're doing, you know, no, all of the, that. Yeah, the Church of Scientology has, like, their own whole library that you need to like buy and uh-huh. read from and all that stuff so like yep. yeah yep so at this time they also started telling the followers that they were the only source of truth of course so basically don't listen to those telling you hey this is probably a cult you probably aren't gonna see any ufos get the fuck out of there that's that's what you want you want your your followers dependent on Trisha you is just ringing in my head oh, right now. oh my god the world ended you can't <laughs> go up there yeah it's a miracle. <laughs> They're alive, did it? Oh my god, I love that show. I need to rewatch it. I know. Show. Even though Sick. she's like really problematic right now and people hate her. What? You haven't seen that? No. So there is this beauty pageant that's very racist down south, and she was a part of it when she was younger. 
Like how young? Mm, teenage years. Like like when her parents were. Uh, like she was well, in her house. so she probably started them when she was young, and then she got older and was like working the circuit. Yeah. And then she probably went into it. She was like probably like I don't know the exact age, sixteen, seventeen, maybe. I am not excusing her because I have not researched it. But if she did start when she was young, she probably had absolutely no idea that it was even. Something that that was going like happening. I know. Do the you know? yeah. Look but it I up. Gotta look it up it's, I gotta look it up. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. Uh, Even um, Titus, yeah, Burgess. He like responded to it and stuff. I haven't read that yet, but yeah, it's, yeah. He like. Oh man, I gotta figure out what he says. Yeah, not. I didn't read it. I don't know if he's for it, against it, or what he said exactly. But yeah. Yeah, so she's a little problematic right now, but I do love that show. I know. I love Tina Fey, everything she does. So I gotta look it up. Anyway. Yep, let's continue. By the late 70s, the group had obtained housing. I believe it was in Texas. Before this, they were basically nomadic. They were moving around, living in campgrounds, living wherever they could, doing whatever they could. So now they have like a cemented little community with Hmm. little houses that they all live in. They did not want anyone on the outside to really know what was going on. So windows in all the homes had been blacked out. So no one could just kind of peek in and be like, yeah, what's going on over here? Yeah. I think by this time, too, it was like in the news. The newspapers were kind of writing about this weird religious movement that they kind of heard little things about. And it was kind of like the media is symbolically killing us. Okay, skipping ahead. Is this place like museumized now? I don't know that. I want to go to it. Well, so we'll get into it because they move again like 18 more times. I don't care. I want to go to that camp. That'd be awesome. But we'll, I'll, I'll do that research because I'm not sure. That would be kind of that would be cool. morbidly cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Doe and T obviously got their own living quarters. During this time, it said that followers were made to follow a very regimented lifestyle mapped out to the minute. Hmm. This was, of course, to prepare them for the next level. Mm-hmm. I couldn't find specifically what the regiment consisted of. Wikipedia said that it was like a boot camp type of thing that was just regimented. Not sure exactly what that meant, but also I feel like it's also like probably meditative and stuff like that because you're trying to individually reach that next level and look within yourself. So I can't speak on exactly what that is. I didn't find it in my research, but it was apparently regimented to the minute. Hmm. So this is quite different um, from other cults, but if they couldn't accept or they didn't want to follow the policies or whatever, they could leave. They were encouraged to leave the group. Mm -hmm. And usually with other cults, it's like, no, you can't leave. No, they'll know what I'm doing. They'll know that I'm brainwashing you and and it's not going to be good for me and it's going to get in the news and then the police are going to come after like they don't want people to get yeah. out especially towards the end like Jonestown no one could leave he didn't want anybody to leave mm-hmm. he didn't want it to fall apart so with this that's kind of neat that's kind of cool that he kind of let people just yeah. kind of leave the numbers did start to dwindle a bit and the group went down to about 40 members Apparently, Applewhite was more quality over quantity with mm-hmm. his group. He didn't want these huge masses of numbers. Yeah. Exactly. And maybe it was also for, like, obedience and, like, control. Mm-hmm. Who knows if he could even control that big of a group and he didn't want it to fall apart. So smaller numbers might have been a little bit easier for him to really get that true obedience. Or the ones bringing up obedience, the ones who don't truly believe that would be the ones 
to leave if they had the choice, he wouldn't be able to control them. Exactly. Exactly. So with this, Doe and T also had tests for their followers. On one occasion, they told everyone that there would be, of course, a visit from extraterrestrials, and they made them stand outside all night waiting. They were like, you have to stand outside until they come. Of course, morning came. They did not arrive. So they told that this was a test, and anyone, you know, who passed this test was starting to become serious about the next level. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In 1980, the group did relax a little bit, and numbers started going up to around 80. Doe and T permitted members to call their families, and some were even able to visit home on Mother's Day. Wow, I'm surprised. Yeah, yep. This obviously was a tactic that you they used to show the family, like, group members are choosing to be here. Mm-hmm. We're not forcing them to be here. They want to. It's all a tactic. Mm-hmm. In 1983, the group will experience the first tragedy. Bonnie Lou Nettles had been diagnosed with cancer seven years earlier. That year, she went through an eye surgery, hoping that it would help with the cancer. But unfortunately, she ended up passing away in 1985. Mm -hmm. Okay. This next part is really sad. Uh, It's really sad. So... According to an article on APNews.com, Nettle's family did not know she was sick. The children had not even seen their mother since they since she left with Applewhite. Mm-hmm. They would get some pictures. They'd get correspondence through letters. But it was very, very far and few in between. It wasn't always frequent. It kind of it dodged up like and down. More friendly rather than motherly. And yeah, like... yeah. It wasn't, yeah, it was just like, this is what we're doing you know, I got a new haircut, this is, you know, it was just like weird, I'm on vacation type things, and and probably teaching, and and little writings about what they were doing, so, yeah, it's not fucking cool. In 1986, uh, Terry Nettles, the, I think she was the oldest daughter, but she was the daughter, tries to reach her mother due to her grandmother passing away, so she wants to let her know, like, hey, your mom died, Thought you'd want to know. Yeah. She calls the residents, because they're staying in permanent housing right now, and, of course, the follower, one of the followers answers the phone. And they quoted as saying, we can't give her the message unless you tell us what it is, end quote. And then Terry stated back, quote, well, I can't do that because the message that I have is very personal, end quote. She wasn't just going to be like, yeah, tell my mom, like, her mom died. Yeah. She she wanted wanted to to have that conversation. So it gets worse. They obviously hung up on her. They weren't going to let her talk to her mother. I guess a few days after the call, two of the followers arrived at Terry's door. They gave her a few pictures and stated that her mother had passed away from cancer nine months earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. She didn't know her mom was sick, and she didn't know her mom had died. So... When she was trying to reach her to tell her about that, they the mother was they already acted back. like they could have given her a message, but yet mm-hmm. she wasn't even alive. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so messed up. And it's really sad because yeah. before her mom left, it sounded like they had a really good relationship. Yeah. There is the HBO documentary, which I'll tell you about. And in that, you know, she was like, I loved my mom. We used to look at the stars together. We would imagine a UFO coming for us. So it seemed like she kind of had the same ideologies from her mom and and as her mom, and they bonded over that. And then, you know, her mom just left, and it was just, she never saw her again. 
Wow, even though he allowed them to go and see families and stuff, she didn't bother. Uh-huh. Yeah, wow. so that's awful. That's messed up. Of course, after the death of Nettles, Applewhite explained to his followers that she had traveled to the next level because she simply had too much energy to remain on Earth. Now, this, this throws their beliefs completely, flips it, completely flips it because you're supposed to be alive in your vehicle and then you metamorphize like a, like a caterpillar turning into a butterfly and then the spaceship takes you. In your vehicle. In your, How does it have to be in your vehicle? It's, they just believed that. That's just okay. what they believed. It wasn't, yeah, it yeah. wasn't your spirit. It was you. So her dying and leaving this body behind was like, wait what yeah so he started to kind of change the ideology and kind of rework things so oh, your soul become gets put into an alien now probably so the group accepted this as truth but applewhite started slipping into a depression and questioning his faith he did claim however that nettles was still communicating with him and he decided that it was time to cement the unity of the group together after this tragedy so, of course, he held a ceremony and symbolically married all of them. What? Uh-huh. What the fuck? Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. The followers were also always instructed. I know. I know, right? Like, it does, I guess. Marriage is unity, so marry them all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the followers also were always instructed to see him as Christ, and in turn, they needed to turn to him for salvation. Of course. The death of his beloved T had Doe seeing things a little differently, like I just said. Before, he had believed one could physically ascend Earth body and all. But when T passed and her body was left behind, he was forced to believe in a spiritual ascension. Uh-huh. He began teaching his followers that T's spirit had traveled to a spacecraft where she received a new body. And this, in turn, what he and his followers would also need to do. Okay. Um, okay. They believed that heaven was a planet where highly evolved beings would dwell. Jesus was an extraterrestrial. <laughs> and they had to facilitate evolution on other planets. So they had to, like, restart and, and it's, it's... Repopulate, of course. Yeah, it's pretty, it's, yeah, it's basically like a science fiction mixed with Christianity. Yeah, it's so weird. And even... Jesus was anything. <laughs> he would even, like, quote Star Trek. Oh my god. Which is a scripted TV show. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't... I don't know. What in the... I'll ever love him. So, according to the doctrine taught by Doe, Jesus was a gateway to heaven, but he found that humanity was not ready to ascend when he first came to Earth many millennia ago. Also, I'm just loving that they think heaven is a planet. It's a planet. It's like a whole planet. I just love that. That's... that's, And... That's tits, man. Apparently... (laughs) They reach the whole spacecraft thing because in the book of Revelations, they talk about a cloud that comes and, like, swoops people up. And they they were like, well, that... They probably didn't know what a spacecraft was at that time, so they called it a cloud in the writings. But we know that it's a spacecraft that comes to take you up. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. So, with this, Doe decided that there would be another opportunity to reach the next level every two millennia. Okay. okay. So this obviously had him zeroing in on the early 1990s as their next shot. Uh-huh. Yeah. Things are going to get bad, guys. Doe had also begun growing a bit paranoid at this time. He feared the government was coming for him. So he actually stopped taking in new followers in fear of being infiltrated. Spies. 
He especially feared a group of evil extraterrestrials, which he referred to as Luciferians. And he also believed the Earth was about to be recycled. So they really needed to reach that next level and make it quick. Okay, no slate because there is a there is a religious group yes, called Luciferians. Yes, I know, so I know. I don't know why. Yeah, he, I, I don't know because he's taking. He did know that then maybe he's taking things from Christianity and then he's making it. You know, so I think that Lucifer is the devil. So obviously the evil aliens are going to be Lucifer, Lucifer related. You know right. what I mean? It's so bizarre. It's man. so bizarre. They're just two opposite sides of the spectrum. Typically with Christianity. Christianity or Catholicism, there are no other extraterrestrials. There are no planets. Like, God created everything. Don't even get me started, like, girl. I went to Catholic Yeah, Catholic so you school. know. It's, it's, like, so strange uh-huh. that he's somehow mm-hmm. finding a way to link them now. And it's just, it is so That's bizarre. how it is with every religion, like, every cult religion, though. It's like, I am Jesus. He, it's just, it's fucking bonkers. Yeah, but none of them have involved aliens. No, <laughs> no, this so was, strange. this was definitely sci-fi, yeah. This yeah, was, it's, it's crazy. It is, like, falls yeah. to the wall, man. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. So, the group kept a pretty low profile during the late 80s, just kind of keeping to themselves. But by the 90s, things are starting to get a bit weirder. I guess the group had dwindled to about 26 followers. Oh, wow. People were like, this is some fucking shit. There were, yeah, there were people leaving and rejoining and things like that all the time throughout the span. Because people think of Heaven's Gate and they think 90s. Yeah. 70. This started in the 70s and went all the way to the 90s. Yeah. They had dwindles and they had things where they weren't really doing much, you know, just kind of teaching with themselves. But it was, it was long. It was 20 years. Yeah, their website's still up. Oh, we'll get into that fucking mm. shit right down here. Yep. So the group released a 12-part video series. These are basically initiation tapes in hopes to gain new members looking to reach the next level. He also decided to publish a full-page ad in the USA Today warning of the catastrophic judgment which would befall the Earth. Oh, wow. He says it in these videos because I've watched little bits of them. You can find them on YouTube. That... The earth is going to be recycled. The earth is about to be recycled. The earth, the earth is recycling itself. That was their one ideology. And a lot of, a lot of religions that, that hone in on revelations, they believe the same thing. They think that the earth is cyclical and everything is going to, there's going to be a day where the earth recycles itself and everybody's going to die unless you give yourself to God and then that you'll be saved. You'll be well, scooped just, up to the heavens. They're Coming from, they're like trying to take scientific positions because yes, another ice age will happen someday. Yeah, you know, yep. like yep. the the Earth will burn someday. Like, but it's more of a religious right. recycling. You yeah. know, it's just yeah, yeah. So that's why Doomsday is always changing. <clears throat> the ad guard garnered some past followers to rejoin the group, fearing the end times. They thought, oh God, okay, this is really it. He talked about it. It didn't come then, but it's time. We gotta go. Apple White also began speaking about suicide at this point and how that would be the way that they could ascend to the next level. Obviously, they were not calling it suicide. It was going back. It was their way to go back to where they came from. They were just here for an experiment of some sort and, and to 
Of course, the two were here, but then everybody else was apparently, it's all fucked up. I, I was going to say, came back where they came from. I thought this was supposed to be the next level. They weren't supposed to have been there before. Well, T and Doe were old, like, walk-ins. So they were old beings that came and took heavenly bodies so that they would recruit people and save people. Oh, wow. Okay. They had messiah complexes. Real okay. bad. Yeah. yeah. They, were, they were the two that were mentioned in the Book of Revelation. Okay, okay. Yeah, they are. All right, yeah. so they're supposed to be the beings from heaven, the planet. The planet. Extraterrestrial beings. That have come. Okay. That came, took human bodies. Oh, okay. and Yeah, so, yeah. Every human included, um, including the human body, sorry, I said that wrong. Everything human, including the human body, needed to be left behind. They decided at this time to also change the name to Heaven's Gate. This is when it became Heaven's Gate. So what was it before again? Human Individual Metamorphosis. That's right. Him. That's right. Him. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yep. So they created a website, which, fun fact, it still exists to this motherfucking day. It does. It does. www.heavensgate.com. You go visit that shit after the episode. Someone still maintains it and maintains the domain, you guys. It's wild. They even have a tab that's called, like, our thoughts against suicide. Honestly, I bet you, like, somewhere in the dark web, they're still, like, chatting and meeting about it or something. There's like, gotta be. runs the page, there's something that's still Well, there are that. followers who are still alive. Like, to yeah. this day. So, they so may who be knows? The... Yeah, who knows what. Yeah, I, I don't know. So They got their own little speakeasies under the houses or something. Something. <laughs> In 1995, the group relocates to New Mexico, and they build a compound they called Earthship. It was built out of, like, tires and... and Is that still around? I don't know. I gotta go to all these places. (laughs) I know, I know. I should have looked it up, but I was so, like, zoning in on typing and researching that I didn't do the side goog. They should have preserved all of them so people could take, like, a Heaven's Gate, like, facility tour. Yes! Like, around the country. Well, you can go to Waco. Yeah. You can go to the Waco compound. Yeah. So, I feel like... And who knows, in Ghana, you might be able to go to uh, Jonestown. Jonestown, yeah, because he did move it. He relocated. So, who knows? I'll have to search that up, and we'll do, like, a cult a cult travel. <laughs> cult trip travel. Yes! Oh, my gosh. Okay. And this, of course, they didn't stay at the Earthship very long. He was kind of getting older. The winter was harsh and cold, and they were just like... Oh, yeah, he was born in 31, and now it's 90-something. So, yeah, he's... Getting a little older, cause in he's about in his sixties. In his seventies, he would have been like thirty. In uh-huh. the seventies, he would have been like thirty nine, forties. Yep. And then yeah. And I mean, my dad in his sixties started getting like he was cold all the time. It wasn't hot enough in the house for, before. He'd be like, turn that heat down to sixty five. I ain't paying for that shit. Yeah. And after you know he was turning it up more because he was cold. Yeah. Just you know things like that happen to your body. You mm-hmm. don't regulate as well. So they moved to California and they secure housing. In California, Doe starts to obsess over sexuality and the further suppression of sexual desires. Why? Because of his own complexes. We'll, we'll get into it, yep. So, Doe and several other members of the group opted for surgical castration. Oh my. They really took that to the next level. <laughs> he it. believed that sexuality was the most powerful force binding us to our human bodies. Okay. So, you had to get rid of it. And it's not going to stop the urges. It's just going to stop being able to act on them. I don't know, though, because if you don't have any of that stuff, I don't know how those urges. I don't know, because if a woman gets like a hysterectomy, sometimes her urge goes down. So who knows? 
if you're getting castrated, you might not have anything and you might, yeah, yeah. So they, um, he also believed that when they arrived at the next level, there would be no marriage and higher level beings would have no reproductive organs. There wasn't going to be this gender type thing. Yeah. <laughs> Members also began to dress in similar clothing and would receive the same haircut as a way to symbolically renounce their gender. Now, so women had to get men haircuts. If you look at the picture of D- of T, yeah, nettles. Uh huh. I saw. Early on, she had. He gave her that haircut. Uh huh. So I think that was an early indication of the thought on gender and this. Well, that's not quite because she had. He this, should all be bald then because she had this beautiful hair. Yeah, she but did. Then, well, most of their haircuts were like bowl cuts, and if you go to YouTube, there is um. There is footage of the Odies, and you can see that they do have, like, this. It's, yeah. it's either, like, a buzz cut, or it's cut very short. Oh, I'll be watching all this stuff. And, yeah, yeah. So, it was just a way of basically denouncing or, or getting rid of your gender symbolically. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you know, they they wore baggy clothes, so you couldn't see bodily, you know, figure and things like that. They also probably felt like... It's less tempting if you have beautiful long hair and you're wearing tight clothes. You know, it might be less tempting for the men because Mm -hmm. that's important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. Although with a man, if you can't see a man's body, maybe the woman didn't get urges. Because sometimes a man looks pretty good. So obviously their castration and hysterectomies didn't make a difference <laughs> they all they still did that so that there was no temptation yeah but it was probably happening early on and the castrations kind of happened later mm-hmm. it was kind of all grouped in the 90s so yeah so they did that in 1996 the group the group moves into their last home a mansion located in rancho santa fe california doe hears that going a, there too uh-huh uh-huh Doe hears that a comet named Hale-Bopp is set to fly near Earth. If you go to the website, it's literally huge, and it says Hale-Bopp, and yeah, that's the comet. His believers, or sorry, he believes there is a spacecraft that's following behind this comet, and that his beloved T is aboard waiting for her followers. Okay. Okay? Yep. So for them, this was the time to ascend to the next level to leave the humanly body behind. By 1997, everyone in the group started filming farewell videos. They planned to make their final exit, and their spirits would ascend into the spacecraft. Oh, boy. These videos basically stated why they were doing it. They were happy. They knew their purpose. Mm -hmm. They are hard to watch. For me, they're kind of hard to watch just because you know what's coming, and they're just... But they're I happy feel about it. like they know what's they happening. are, but in some of the faces, I feel like I see trepidation. Mm-hmm. I think I see a little bit of fear of not knowing, yeah, that little bit of doubt. But it also could be maybe they're camera shy, I don't know, yeah. But just, just watch the videos for yourself, guys. Yeah, I want to watch, and them. yeah, anyway. Watch so, them later. the next part, guys, is very triggering, it could be upsetting. So, much so, once again, your discretion is advised at this, ne- this next part. The members were part of a mass suicide believed to take place on March 22nd of 1997. Which is not uncommon with with a lot of different cults. Yeah, no, Mm. no. This one was, of course, you are doing this so that you don't 
meet the end times and that you go to live a better life in the next level. Right. You so don't have I, to I do through apocalypse. I do hope that these people fully believed it. Yeah. And that they weren't scared. Yeah. And that we'll get into it. Anyway, so the videos were recorded on March nineteenth. And so they're kind of doing rough dates because they don't know exactly what date it happened. They took, they all took barbiturates that were mixed with alcohol. They lied down with bags over their heads and then died in bed. Oh, good God. Yes. And barbiturates are downers, probably make you very sleepy. Who knows how many they took. They mixed it with alcohol and then they put the bags over their heads. So who knows if the death was asphyxiation or from the drugs. I mean, I would probably could have looked that, they, that up, but I didn't think about it until I just talked about it. They were probably a little, like, super, super, like, passed out and had no yeah, idea. Exactly. And that was the idea behind it. Yes. Like, yep. Marshall Applewhite, or as we have come to know him, Doe, was one of the final four to die. So he had three other people kind of assisting him. I don't know why. So, like, he helped these people put the bags over their heads and like all that well they also apparently did a sequence of like 15 15 9 so they watched the other people just so that's crazy i think the sequence to them was maybe like okay so the, the spaceship has to pick up a certain sequence of people or something like that so it might have even been over a span of days i am not 100 percent sure so, yeah. And what are the people who are standing there watching think when the next day their spirits haven't left? How do they, like... Well, they don't know. They don't know oh that. Oh, my gosh. How are they going to know that? It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, of course, yes, they, they didn't see the UFO, but at this point, it's the UFO is probably invisible. Who the fuck knows? It's, it's just crazy. tailing behind like, this comet. Yeah, that they're actually just... It blows my mind that they're just... They didn't do it all at once and that they're watching these people... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like suffocating mm-hmm. to death and just and even after Doe, wow. there were three more who had to complete theirs. Wait, so he so did Doe, his before the other three. Doe was one of the last four. He had assistance from other helpers, and then the last three went. <laughs> I've been like, peace, yo, I'm out. Yeah, same. They were believers, man. They believed this wholeheartedly. Wow, they still did it right after that. Is mm-hmm. so crazy. So all members were wearing Nike shoes. With matching black uniforms with patches that said, Heaven's Gate Away Team. The sneakers were like black Nikes. The uniform was very, it was just very boxy and plain. Mm -hmm. And the Away Team was basically because they felt being on Earth was them being away. And they were finally going back. So they were the Away Team. Police received an anonymous tip on March 26th to visit the home in Rancho Santa Fe. When they arrived, they found a tragic scene. Who knows? Huh. They probably had neighbors. They probably thought just weird shit was going on. Well, when 40 people never left the house again. Well, they probably never left anyway. (laughs) Who knows? They found 36 Heaven's Gate members deceased. And if you think about it, that's why they kind of had to do the, the, the date range a little bit because the videos were done this day, the deaths this day, and then they weren't found until the 26th. It immediately, of course, became a media circus. There is video footage of the deceased. There is just footage of them being taken out of the house in body bags. It, it was completely insane. 
Media outlets began, of course, sharing the videos made by Applewhite. They showed this man with wild eyes, and it was just quite alarming to see. He is kind of a very intense-looking human. If you look at screenshots, if you look at the videos, he... And, of course, they picked moments where he looked. There are some moments where he's just sitting there and he's just talking. He's just giving his his passionate talk about what he believes. And then there's other times that he's very just, he looks crazed. So those are the moments that, of course, they chose. And, yeah, that, that right there, that's the tragic end of the Heaven's Gate cult slash movement. And maybe they're on a spacecraft at the next level. Maybe something did get them. We can't know. We won't know. Maybe this guy was right. Maybe he could have been. Maybe he was the Messiah. Maybe he did come from a planet. And I, I don't know. No, nobody does. Only All the, I can keep thinking only about the those, like Only the 36. The, the last person to have to do it. Like uh-huh. they, they would have assisted the other person, but they have to tie their own bag and stuff. Like, Yeah. Yeah. And well, it fuck was, you guys, too. It's literally, like, you'll see the rooms have, like, bunk beds. Yeah. So there's just these identical bodies just yeah. laying on the 36. 36. That's just, that's, mm-hmm. that doesn't sit great with me. This episode doesn't sit great with me. I just, I, I have to keep telling myself that I really hope they believed this wholeheartedly. Well, they had to have. If they didn't leave after... These people did their poor portion, and it was done in portions like that. They had to have been. I just, oh, God. They had to have been. It's just so scary. Those last moments. And seeing these people so alive, and then knowing that after they filmed this, they were voluntarily going to their death. It's Mm -hmm. just does not sit well with me but but yeah let us know what you guys think do you think they made it to that next level do you think they're living it up on a planet planet heaven planet planet heaven hanging out with jesus let me know alien yeah yeah (laughs) and if you need more of this like i said there is a great i think it's like three or four parts documentary on HBO. hbo they talk to terry nettles they talk to former uh, members and things like that. So it is really, really, really good so far. I haven't finished it or anything like that. I'm like halfway through the first episode because I was like, all right, I need to put this away for tonight. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so... I'll be watching that and the YouTube stuff. Yeah, go <laughs> go watch the YouTube stuff. I did include on the document, I don't know if you put it in the sources, I did include the... It's in the sources. Doe's final exit, which is like the full final video, I do believe. Yeah, I believe I put that down in the sources. So okay, if you so just... that will be on there. You guys can just click it. It's like over an hour long. Yeah. You see him kind of talking about... And the videos are trippy. They use like like science fiction-y type lights. And when you see him, they use like this doubling where it's like him and then it's like him, 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 him. Like echoed in the back. It's, yeah. That's These videos are trippy and crazy and yeah. So, oh boy, well, that's Heaven's Gate. Rest, go do more research on it, y'all. Rest in peace. Uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully you're in space, mm-hmm. having a good life. Mm-hmm. We, of course, will be back next week for another episode. Yeah, but, the live. Yes, the live is next week. But if you're itching for more of us until then, you can visit our website. We have pictures from each episode, blurbs about your lovely hosts, and, of course, all our episode sources. 
You can find that at www.morethanmurderpod.com. You can also go follow our YouTube page. We have the first episode in the Paranormal Snoop series, so go check that out if you haven't yet. All you got to do is type More Than Murder in the search bar and hit the bell. Hit it, hit it, hit it. Yes. Then go over and follow on the socials. You can find us on Facebook at... Oh, it's my turn. Yes. More Than Murder. Twitter at... More Than Murder. Oh, More Than Underscore Murder. Yep. And Insta at... More Than Murder Pod. Yes. <laughs> go do that. Uh, we also want to hear from you guys, and there are actually a few ways that you can do that. If you are an Apple listener, let us know what you think by leaving us a review. Yes, review. Review, review, review. They help we, us get seen. Yes, we appreciate the feedback, and those reviews help us get seen by people who may not know that we exist. Yes. And they might enjoy the show. So do that. If you do leave a review, make sure to email us or even send a Facebook message. Leave your name and your address, and we'll send you free stuff. Yeah, we've got for free. custom free merch. Yeah. yeah, for free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do that. So that email, email us at the Gmail. Uh, you can do that for your review, or you can also say hi, leave us a story. Maybe you know someone who's in Heaven's Gate. Maybe you've been to one of the haunted places that we have discussed in the past episodes. Maybe you know if the Heaven's Gate, any of those places are travelable and you've been to and one. And you've been there, yeah. Email us. We are mm-hmm. nice. We do not bite. We would love to hear from you. And you can do that at the Gmail, morethanmurderpod at gmail.com. So, uh, yeah, we out. That about does it, I'd say. Thanks. We will see you next Friday for our episode uh-huh. and for our live, which is yes. the 18th. The so 18th, yes, yes. Be oh, there or... Um, this is going to be corny, and I'm sorry, but happy anniversary to my husband. Five years today, and I love you, and you're listening, so mwah, love you. Um, Tomorrow, yeah. Oh, today? Today. Oh, well, this drops on the 11th. Oh, so <laughs> we're recording on Thursday, guys, so yeah. At least I did remember exactly what day it was. Yes, yes. Just forgot yes. what day we're theoretically speaking yes yes so today happy anniversary and thank you guys so much for listening we fucking love you guys yes and yeah we're out bye 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 bye